Hey, my name is Nelson. I am an alcoholic and an addict. That is not my real name. That's a pen name that I use here at this newsletter. We read the fifth step at a meeting the other day, and there was one sentence that really stuck with me. Here it is. All of us saw, for example, that we lacked honesty and tolerance, that we were beset at times by attacks of self-pity or delusions of personal grandeur. So I'll say it one more time. All of us saw, for example, that we lacked honesty and tolerance, that we were beset at times by attacks of self-pity or delusions of personal grandeur. I identify with that one sentence so much. This is, this is talking about what we hopefully begin to notice about ourselves as we finish up a thorough fourth step and begin to understand our patterns for how we collect and cultivate resentments, um, which, you know, resentment is the number one killer uh, in multiple spots in our literature. It's the number one thing I got to watch out for is resentment. And so I nodded my head at the first part of that sentence about realizing that I lacked honesty and tolerance. I realized that for sure. Um, as soon as I got sober and, and I started working through resentments, I realized that I had been dishonest with others and myself. And I realized that I wasn't very tolerant of other people. Sometimes I would be <laughs> angry at them for doing the exact same thing that I had done to them. The part I really identified with was the second part, especially associating the word attack with self-pity. What an interesting choice for a word um, in this instance. Attack experience. Self-pity is not subtle. It is not quiet and sneaky for me, it runs into the room and it punches me in the face. It is so blatant. It washes over me um, so much. It also spreads like water coming in from a leaky roof. Um, it's self-pity. It's one of those emotions that is a real pollutant. Because as soon as I start feeling it, more and more and more flood in. And it is just... It's a toxin to anything else going on in my life. Self-pity is just brutal. And I'll give you a recent example. My wife was down for the count a few weeks ago with an illness. So I was, I was, you know, especially when it came to running kids to places. You know, I have three kids and they're on five different sports teams right now with a bunch of other stuff going on too. So I ended up running my kids around all day, every day. My needs were definitely not being met in the way that I would have liked them to have been met. Um, was I unable to? No, it wasn't like that. Not at all. But, you know, the voice inside our head starts whispering to us that, what about me? What about me? What about me? And that's what was going on. Um, so, like, I, it's not like I had to skip dinner or anything, but I, I had to get up a little earlier, be a little bit more selfless, stay up a little bit late to catch up on work, I had to watch a little bit less football than I would have liked. I had to drive a lot more than I would have liked. It's all stuff that was for other people and not me. And I am the most <laughs> most important person in the world, obviously. As we say at, at times, I may not be much, but I'm all I ever think about. Uh, at one point on a day when I was driving and driving and driving, just like this unpaid Uber driver, one of my teenagers jumped in the car and immediately turned my radio off. And she said, God, like, why do you have to listen to your stupid music so loud? It's so embarrassing. And 
So I had been attacked a little earlier by self-pity, and now this was a full frontal assault. Dare you. First of all, I'm, in I'm driving. I'm in charge. I'll play whatever the bleep I want. Secondly, the music had been Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses, which, by the way, not stupid music. It is music that rules. Anybody listening to that, to this newsletter? Um, so when she said that to me, oh, it's so embarrassing. My immediate thought was, you know what? You're not going to college. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> How does that feel? Does that feel embarrassing? And in sobriety, I've learned what the solution to, to this sort of situation is. First, shut up. Say nothing. In those moments, it's pretty rare that you need to respond at all. So just be quiet. Secondly, I either try to get to a meeting or I call a sober friend or both. Because the thing I get from meetings and recovery buddies, maybe more than anywhere else in life, and self-pity often involves having no perspective. You know, I think I, I end up talking myself into this idea that the world is being unfair to me, that people are out to get me, that it's always been this way and it always will be. It's all bullshit. I'm probably fine. And if I'm not fine, I probably will be. So in my experience, the key to fighting off a self-pity attack is to launch an attack of your own, a serenity attack. <laughs> like, I, I don't think there can be such a thing as a serenity attack. <laughs> Those two words don't work well together. Serenity attack. But you probably catch my drift. Thanks for letting me share.